Good morning. Good morning. Welcome as we come uh, to worship today. Uh, coming to worship a God who is the same yesterday, today, uh, and forever. And we gather in this place or we gather online as we set time aside um, to come with one voice, one heart, uh, one purpose this morning. Uh, we welcome the Reverend Peter Jones uh, into our midst um, today. Peter is our preacher today, uh, and he'll also be present as we commission Frank uh, for ministry amongst us as our parish reader. And we look forward to that uh, later uh, in our service. Uh, we begin with a first of scripture from Exodus chapter 13 and verse 3. Um, then Moses said to the people, Commemorate this day, the day that you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand. We call God's past faithfulness into our present situation. We come to remember what he has done for us and declare that in our hearts and carry that with us into the world around us. Let's pray as we begin. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. We thank you that your hand is not too short and that your acts are mighty and awesome. As we remember your faithfulness to us and to your people, Lord, help us to stand on those promises as we bring you your worship in this moment. As we leave, as we gather together, as we worship, as we pray, as we hear your word read and declared amongst us, Father, we pray that your spirit would work a mighty work in our hearts and our minds, deep in our souls today, that we would leave this place on fire and renewed and refreshed for you. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning's reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter seven, begin, or chapter eight, beginning seven, beginning at the seventh verse. Good for me, chapter 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who bring, proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight. For the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the message of the prophet Isaiah. Lord, we thank you that it speaks loudly and clearly still today. As we reflect on it now for a few moments, Lord, we pray that you would open your word to our hearts. And Lord, that you would open our hearts to your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen really is good to be here uh, today with you. I'm going to move this forward a wee bit. I'll tell you why in a little moment. Uh, just 
it's a force of habit. But um, I've really enjoyed being here uh, today so far. And there are a number of highlights. I greeted warmly and brilliantly as, uh, as I come in. I even had a cup of coffee made for me to waken me up. So you're in for it now because the caffeine's already in. And um, I have to say there's two highlights now through the service. I've loved the music and all the rest of it. Don't you just love how James gets into the song Shine? I, I love that, James. You're a natural. And the, the, the other thing, when he mentioned about the slippers and somebody in Newton Abbey, I began to think to myself, where was I yesterday? Because <laughs> I, I do that quite a bit, actually. It must be a Newton Abbey thing. So my wife will look, and I might have a pair of shorts and a, a T-shirt on, and a pair of slippers, knocking about the rectory on a Saturday evening, and I'll say, I forgot something, I need to go to the shop. And away I go with the slippers. So you, you had me conscious there, mate, uh, to be honest, for, for, for a little while. I love this time of year. I like the podium out and about. I used to be a teacher, you see. So I like it. A wee bit of distance out and about where I can see you all. I was doing a pastoral visit the other day and I said, you see that chair in the corner? That's the one I want to sit on because I can see everybody in the room at any given time. And I used to love this particular week. Children love this particular week. Parents, much less so. But teachers and students love this particular week because you're inching towards slow down time. And I was a history teacher for almost 10 years in the waterside, and I, I loved history. I loved church history. That'll become clear to you in what I have to say to you uh, today. And I've uh, picked this passage for today, and I'm going to major in with you, if I can, on one verse of it, verse 7, the opening verse. And don't get too uh, enthusiastic thinking he's got one verse, it's going to take four minutes, it won't. Uh, but we're going to go through this in three little sections, because I think it's pivotal, this verse, for the church, for where it is, not just uh, the parish here, but the church national and global, as we come beyond COVID to seek to regather, rebuild, renew, which is the motto that we've cast in Mosley, as, as we seek to become the community of faith that God would have us be. There's instruction here. You have a parish reader, uh, Frank, commissioned today. You have a deacon intern looming with intent in a few weeks' time. We have one in Maudsley as well. James and I went on a road trip. I got us lost, but we were there in time for a coffee nonetheless. And there's all these changes that are coming. And it's an exciting time. And I want to say it's an exciting time. And I want to get us back to the very basics of what it's all about. You know, the COVID time has been hard. It's been challenging. It's been difficult for all of us in a variety of different ways. But let's be optimistic, hope-filled people as we look forward to a new and exciting season as team ministry develops once more here in Dervolga. We thank God for that. So let's get to the verse, verse 7. How beautiful in the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. I've already told you I love church history. I want to tell you the first of a couple of stories today. don't know if you've ever came across the name George Muller. He was a Christian evangelist. He built a lot of orphanages in the 19th century in England. He went without a personal salary and he relied on the Lord to provide his needs. A very faithful man a very humble man. And the Lord did provide the needs to provide for him, for his family, and for the hundreds of children that he looked after in his mission and ministry. He was a man of radiant faith. And if we were to be able to go back in time today, friends, to his office of sorts that he had, 
he had a big desk. And on the desk, there was one of those triangle uh, mottos. Do you remember them? They were about that length and there was a little verse written on it. And his said this, it matters to him about you. It matters to him about you. Of course, that was a capture of 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And towards the end of his life, as he reflected on all his mission and ministry, he concluded that God never let him down. Through the good times, through the challenging times, the Lord was always there and had never failed to supply all his needs. Today, friends, above anything else, we're reminded that God cares for us. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in my life. And he longs for us to develop this intimacy with him. And that's a good news story. The creator of the heavens and the earth does call us to shine from the inside out for other people to see. And that's a story that must be communicated by word and by deed by everyone who seeks to serve Christ. This has to be the defining trait of the post-COVID church. And for Frank, as Frank steps out and has commissioned, has been commissioned today, we pray that in all that he does in this parish, that this good news story would be central to his ministry. This verse from Isaiah 52 focuses on the proclamation of that good news story. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Of course, the primary meaning of that passage is that there's hope for the children of Israel. They were in captivity in Babylon. They were existing there, a desperate time. Later on this afternoon, on this rather interesting day, weather-wise outside, go home and lift your Bible. Read Psalm 137. It gives you an insight to exactly where the captives were in Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat We wept, and it continues to speak of torment and demands. But it's a reminder for us through it all that God is there, that there is deliverance to be experienced. There is blessing and peace to be found if we would but draw close to God. Friends, it's a beautiful thing to bring that hope-filled message to those who are hopeless, to bring joy to those in despair. I'm noticing in the community in which I minister an increased level of need in various ways. Physical need, mental need, certainly financial need. Have you heard the phrase yet, hate or eat? That's beginning to come out. Expected rises still of 34% hitting again. Energy bills in October. We're in serious times. Inflation, the highest that it's been in 40 years. There are people who are struggling, who need to be encouraged, uplifted. And as God's people, we have a big part to play because we have a good news story. Life-transforming hope that we need to make known. Above all, we're called, friends, to be beacons of hope. To live in a counter-cultural way. A way that stands in contrast to what the world understands. Indeed, what the world expects. The challenge in scripture, there's a lot of metaphors to be salt and light. It's not always going to be easy. In fact, it's rarely going to be easy. But we need to understand from the beginning that we're not doing this in and of ourselves. God goes before us. God goes before us. He is there with us and we need to trust him. 
I hope and pray that this message will take root. And there's three little final things I want to leave with you. As we seek to do this, how do we do it as God's people? Well, the first thing again in this verse is proclaim peace and bring good tidings. So how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings. A message of peace would have been so, so welcomed by those folk in Babylon all those years ago. It was an assurance that conflict was over, that better days lay ahead. It was a heartwarming story. It was a message that reduced people to tears. Peace has arrived. told you I was a history teacher. My primary degree, obviously, then was in history. And if we were to go back to the 12th of November, 1918, the newspapers of our nation were remarkable to read. The, the headlines, war is over. Germany accepts armistice terms. Hostility cease on all fronts. There was a little known newspaper called the Nottingham Evening Post. And it ran a front page with one word on it only. Peace. After four years of absolute tumult, of the war that was going to end all wars, that great war, peace was the message. And I can only begin as a history teacher and as a student of history to imagine how the folk felt on that day in November, 1918, when they knew their loved ones were coming home and the conflict was done. There would have been joy. There would have been optimism. There would have been a newfound confidence in the nation. I wonder are there people in our world today who need to hear a message of peace? There are, aren't there? What about the people of Ukraine, Ethiopia, South Sudan? What about the people who gathered this week in a church in Alabama, an Anglican church, and there was another shooting there? What about that terrible situation in Texas a number of uh, weeks ago uh, in the school situation? There are people who are brokenhearted in our world today who need a message of peace. There are other people who have internal conflicts. They're struggling with things in their lives, addictions, debts, insecurities, problems, who need internal peace. We have the answer as God's people. How beautiful on the mountains who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings. God, the one that we're singing to today, the one we're praying to today, offers peace to those who are struggling. And that's part of God's good news story. Lasting hope is found only in the person of Jesus Christ and in offering his message, we are bringing good tidings. This ties to the second little thing, the penultimate point. Proclaim salvation. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation. You know, the Christian faith is much more than just uh, a rudimentary belief system. It's more than just a fluffy thing that we do once a week to make us feel good. It's a life-changing belief. At the very heart of the faith is the reality that we are known and loved by God. The God who made the world. Do you ever read the story of creation and those throwaway 
comments like, he also made the stars. You know, like we're going to have a cup of coffee and that's normal. Well, making the stars is normal to God. The God who does all of that is interested in you and me and in the people of your community and my community and beyond. A couple of years ago, Billy Graham uh, released a DVD. I'm sure you saw it, My Hope America. He was 97 years old. It was his last real publication of a DVD message. And in it he says, with specific reference to the United States, but I do believe with all my heart that this applies to all people everywhere. Billy Graham, our country is in need of a spiritual awakening. There have been times when I have wept, when I have gone from city to city and I've seen how far people have wandered from God. Of all the things I've seen and heard, there's only one message that can change people's lives and hearts. God loves you and is willing to forgive you of all your sin. That's the message that we declare in a watching world. God loves you. God wants to forgive you of all the things you've done wrong. He longs to journey with you throughout your life. Are you willing to do that? To turn to God in faith, to seek his will for our lives, is what it means to experience the fullness of salvation. That's a message, folks, packed with confidence, eternal assurance. We can be known as the very children of God, not by anything that we have done, but by everything that God has done for us. And we have a responsibility as Christians to make that message known. Folks, it's needed now more than ever before. Thirdly, finally, with this I'm done. You've got the verse, how beautiful in the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, and finally, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Your God reigns. Isn't it wonderful that as we can sing, bless the Lord, O my soul, and those beautiful pieces today, that the God we worship reigns in time and eternity. God is on the throne. No difficulties too big for him. No conflict too severe. No battle too fierce. We might feel downbeaten, dejected, but God is always greater. He reigns supreme. No matter what we experience, no matter what we're going through, no matter where you are in your life right now, if God is for us, nothing can ever successfully stand against us. And I find that personally to be reassuring. After the trials and tribulations of this past two years, we've all got tired. We've all maybe been broken. But God is still supreme and God is greater. And we need to trust him. We need to trust him. There's a reminder in all of this that God is the only one who's truly great. A little final story from the pages of history. The year was 1715. The location, France. King Louis XIV died 72 years on the throne. Similarly, our queen, 72 years. We were celebrating that recently. He had called himself Louis the Great. He was the monarch who famously said, I am the state. His court was the most magnificent in Europe and he planned his own funeral with pristine grandeur. As his body was to be lay in state, he wanted it to be in a solid gold coffin. 
And orders were given at the cathedral. Now, admittedly, remember, it's pre-electric days, but there was only to be one candle in that entire cathedral, and it was to be positioned right beside his gold coffin so that it would be illuminated. Everyone else would be in darkness, but Louis XIV and his coffin illuminated at the front. The crowd gathered, the cathedral dimly lit, As the memorial was ready to start, the bishop, whose name was Maslin, began to speak. He saw what was going on, and he slowly walked forward, licked his fingers, snuffed out the candle, and was heard to say, only God is great. Only God is great. That's the God, friends, that we sing to. That's the God we pray to. That's the God whose word we read. That's the God who we seek to make known in this exciting new season of ministry in this parish and in this community. It's my prayer today that all of us together would play our part. You know, in Mosley Primary School, right next door to where I serve as rector, they have a little motto, and it says, everyone has a part to play, and everyone plays their part. It's the whole essence of team. I wonder what we could do together to shine brightly for him and all that we think, say, and do. I read this verse one more time and then we're done. How beautiful in the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today and Lord, the challenge of it, Lord, to be an optimistic, hope-filled people communicating your good news, to proclaim salvation and to declare that you reign in all time and in all eternity. Lord, give us ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts that we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we conclude, I want to thank you, Peter, for the challenge that you've brought to us and for being amongst us uh, this morning. Uh, And we read that verse uh, again, a challenge for us to leave this place today and to be the light that is needed in the community around us, in these streets and in these homes, in our families, in our schools and in our workplaces, that God's light of hope and peace would shine abroad. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, because our God reigns. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest in each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen.